I'm doing now. Welcome to another episode of Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret Podcast. I'm your host, Teresa Molito Connors, a PhD-level self-care expert in the greater Boston area with a passion for helping others recognize the importance of caring for themselves. Today's episode is a conversation with my friend, Amber McMahon. Amber is a Reiki master, Reiki master teacher, spiritual energy healer, spiritual medium, intuitive spiritual coach, and licensed therapist in Arlington, Massachusetts. We met about 10 years ago when I was the guidance coordinator at a therapeutic high school and Amber worked in a similar setting. I set out to create a job-alike group for counselors working with similar populations of students, and Amber was part of this endeavor. We clicked immediately. However, we lost touch for a bit after Amber left that position until I was choreographing a production of the musical Legally Blonde. I was chatting one day with the woman who owned the dog who was cast to play Bruiser. She asked me what I did for work, and I told her. She remarked that it sounded like the work her niece did. She then told me that I reminded her of her niece. Out of curiosity, I asked, what is your niece's name? Never in a million years did I think I would know her niece. But guess what? I did, and it was Amber. I nearly fell over. That was the spark we needed to reconnect. Cut to present day, where I have been seeing Amber for regular Reiki appointments for about five years, and I love it. I often credit never sacrificing sleep and never skipping my Reiki appointments as one of the ways I got through the doctoral program. That and the support of my husband and mom, but back to Amber. She is such a remarkable woman and someone I am grateful to have in my life. Amber's passion is supporting, guiding, and empowering others to ignite that bright light within their journey of self-awareness, self-mastery, self-discovery, and healing. Amber has found that combining all of her healing modalities using Reiki as her foundation has been the most effective approach to healing and wellness. I am so excited for you to hear my conversation with Amber. <laughs> we can cross that bridge when we're not recording. <laughs> but yeah, yes. no, that makes sense. And we can just dive right in. All right. There you go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Welcome, Amber, to the Dr. MC Self-Care Cabaret Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here today for this episode. I want to get started. The first question that I want to ask you and that I'm sure our listeners are wondering about is, can you describe for us what Reiki is? So thanks for having me. Um, it's an honor to be on your podcast. So what is Reiki? Reiki is a holistic ancient form of healing it's a holistic wellness modality and it's hands-on so reiki uses universal life force energy which is the energy all around us and that energy works through my hands as the facilitator and it to the individual uh, and it ignites the cells within the body 
to awaken the body's own natural healing. Uh, it puts the mind in the delta state where healing happens. The delta state, the meditative state where healing takes place. So Reiki eases any symptoms, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. And it's a um, form of healing that if there's any disease in the body, it creates ease. So it's something that can't hurt, can only help. And this is also a modality that can be used at a distance as well. Um, as a Reiki master, there's three levels. So there's Reiki one, Reiki two, Reiki master, Reiki master teacher. And as a Reiki practitioner, Reiki master, you're attuned to different symbols, which then help you connect in the physical form. And then in the, when the person is not right in front of you. So that is how I'm able to send healing to an individual who's in my office and not in my office at a distance. Yeah. I love it. I think I've been seeing you for regular Reiki appointments now for like five years. It's been a while. I know. And I love it. And I always try to explain to folks when I'm giving presentations or if people ask me about Reiki, because it is one of the aspects that I credit, you know, being able to get through the doctoral program anyway, through my regular Reiki appointments and um, not never sacrificing sleep, but um, try to explain a little bit like what it was like for an in-person appointment with you. Um, you know, similar to you lie down on like a massage type table mm -hmm. and then you would kind of work your body, work your hands kind of over um, various body parts um, with the Reiki energy. And you could really feel it. It's very cool. And even now, you know, with COVID, you and I have still managed to continue doing our Reiki appointments through distance. We haven't done them in right. person in over a year, but we've still been doing the, the distance, which is awesome. So can you tell me a little bit? about how you got interested in Reiki and energy healing and all the wonderful things you do. Oh, geez. So in, let's see. So I was always interested in energy. I could always sense the energy in a room. I mean, as a kid growing up um, and then through the years, I could always sense the energy in a room or I was always attuned to individuals and their energy. So I was always interested in energy. And then in um, college, one of our family friends, Dr. Judy Spross, um, was getting her doctorate in nursing and education. And her part of her doctorate was doing, um, a part of the paper was doing pain drains on individuals, on um, patients, essentially using energy from one person to another to drain out the pain. That's what got me really interested in this. And then, you know, went through college, went through <laughs> masters, went through life, always, you know, wanted to do Reiki and, or get certified and just never did. And in 2014, I had a huge spiritual awakening, a profound moment when my father 
passed away. So seeing him take his last breath and then having the experience of my daughter's birth. So seeing life and death, I had this huge aha moment and awakening. And it was in 2015, I decided to do my Reiki one and Reiki two. And even before I got certified, I had already signed a lease for my first office to do that. So that's how the energy work in the Reiki um, got started. I knew I had these gifts, intuitive gifts, and Reiki was just a, a part of this journey. So I always wanted to use my gifts in a way to facilitate and help others on their journey and healing. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. I didn't know timeline wise kind of where it, where it fits. So I just learned a little bit more about you also, which is very cool. There's, it's like a big timeline because I never in a million years thought I would be having my own healing practice and private practice for therapy. That was never the therapy piece. Yeah. The healing piece, never in a million years. I think think. it goes hand in hand though, really well. Like it makes sense that you would do both. Absolutely. And then you figure it was like, Oh, this does go together. This does work together. Um, and now I can't imagine any other way. And there's a huge benefit to wearing both those hats. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a little bit about your therapist hat right now. But, uh, you know, so many folks with the COVID crisis continuing have really been struggling with their mental health. What is maybe a little piece of advice you can offer to folks that may be struggling during this time period? This is, you know, it's certainly a chaotic time. We are, there's, and there's still, we're through, we've made it through this time and we're getting there, but it's, it's a chaotic time. And, you know, with mental health, the mental health piece, I look at mental health as mind, body, spirit. I have a holistic approach to treatment. My number one thing is if you feel you need support, and guidance to get that now, you know, Mm. to go and do it. Find the therapist. I know it can be difficult right now because a lot of people have that wait list or their book because it, it has been such a chaotic time, but it's a reach out for the help and then B look at this as Everyone needs support. Even me as the therapist, as the healer, I need support. I have my support teams. But looking at it as having uh, the mind, body, spirit approach and to um, not wait to get the help. And When people are reaching out to therapists, it's usually on psychology today, you know, ask the individual if they don't have a spot for you, can you refer me? I always have a referral list. I don't want to leave anyone hanging. So 
I'll give them my referral list. But I think, you know, now more than ever is the time to get the support needed to be able to just ride the waves better, to manage each day, to manage each moment better. You know, there's no magic wand. There's no magic wand in any of this, in the Reiki part, in the mental health part. So getting the tools that you need to be able to manage each moment better so that you can be successful in whatever it is that you want to do or whatever your goals are. Yeah, I think that's really important and really good advice. Thank you. And a lot of folks, we feel like we don't want to ask for help. We want to be the superhero, superwoman, right. superman, and we don't want to ask for help. And there's no there's no shame in asking for help. I no. work with a therapist. There's no reason why folks like should feel shame around that. Like sometimes you need help, you need support and get it. Um, and, and, you know, take the steps to set yourself up so you are successful. And I really like that to help us ride the wave of life. That may end up being the episode title. Riding the wave of Riding life. <laughs> it really Ask is. Help. There is yeah. no magic wand. No, and there isn't. Even when it comes to self-care, like you have to be willing to do the work to put right. yourself, as I like to say, on center stage to find your spotlight because it, you're worth it. But sometimes we feel like we're not. We're too afraid. We're ashamed. We don't want to appear weak. So we don't ask for help. So that's very, very important. Thank you for that. Amber. And speaking of self-care, tell me a little bit about what you like to do for your own self-care practices. Oh my gosh. I have my go-tos. My month is scheduled and set up through the year for my self-care practices. Um, so, and I have to do it that way because I'm so busy with family, with my businesses that if it's not scheduled in, it's one of those things that can be easily looked over. So my self-care practices is, you know, I'm always a big fan of having your support team around you. I have my therapist that I've been seeing since, oh my gosh, 2009, before my daughter was born, my first daughter was born. So since 2009, 2010, then I have the energy healer that I see who I've been seeing since 2006. And she's been mentor along the way on my journey. And I see once I got into my the healing work that I do, and also as a psychotherapist, I started seeing her monthly. So I've been seeing her monthly for years now. And that's something I just, I don't miss. (laughs) It keeps me grounded and anchored. Then I have an acupuncturist that I see monthly. And I also have a trainer in Arlington, that I see bi-weekly for a half hour at a time. For physical, that's for like exercise, yes. right? like a personal trainer? And I've, I mean, I've seen him since 2015. That's something that's non-negotiable. So I see him twice a week and then have just recently started moving more and cardio more, which is non-negotiable. And 
that's probably at least four times, four or five times a week. Oh, wow. Where are you? Is that like a, like a group class you go to or how are you doing that? No. So the training I do is one-on-one and then in the gym outside, but at least like 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes. That's awesome. Each time because moving helps. It's a, it's like a meditation, you know, there's all forms oh, of meditation. Absolutely. So that keeps me grounded and anchored so that I can be the best I can be. And also having that time with colleagues or friends carved out at least once, if not twice a month. So having that non-negotiable things carved out that I go to each month, each week is huge. I would not be able to do what I do for others or myself, my family, if I didn't do those things. Right. To maintain your own kind of well-being so that you can make those connections and and hold space for other people would be very important. I love that. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, you really focus on that relationship domain of self-care and the exercise domain, which are both very important. We have to move our body and it's important to have our support systems and the people that make us feel good, who encourage us, support us and believe in us and make sure that we make time for those people as well. That's excellent. And I love that you're not afraid to ask for help and that you get help. You have your your personal trainer and and other people that you work with too, to kind of help you. Cause I'm like that also, we just can't do it all ourselves. We try. No, I've tried. We try and we think it we doesn't can, work. you know, but you on your journey realize that you need to ask for help from others. And even as the professional, the healer, the therapist, the doc, you know, you, it's essential. So yeah, a hundred percent. So tell me a little bit more about this though. I mean, you're a mom of two beautiful children, a wife, a small business owner, a healer, etc. So what do you have to do like special, like to make time for your self-care? So how do you kind of fit all these non-negotiables as you called them, which I love that. How do you kind of fit all of this? Like, what do you have to do? It's scheduled out. And my schedule is set as best it can be. And I'm proactive with making these appointments. For example, my training session, it's the same, it's been the same day and same time since 2015. And it's so you just don't leave like, it up to chance. You know, every, oh, I know. call it Tuesday, every Tuesday, at every, three or so whatever every it Monday is. and Wednesday, I'm in from nine 30 to 10. That's awesome. It. Every uh, month, the second Wednesday of the month, I am in was Concord seeing my energy healer from 12 to one. And then acupuncture's on that same day, either before or after. And then therapy, that's at least once a month. And if yeah. other things are going on, maybe more, but at least once a month. And then they have other go-to supports in my spiritual realm who do the same things that I can go to that I usually do see once a month or more. And my Reiki master, who I forgot, will be Barnett, always, you know, you can schedule session or a consult with her. And that I have done a lot this, so that's scheduled in as needed. It's been a crazy year, so. 
I've added more (laughs) self-care. Well, I love that. And I feel like a lot of people have, but this was definitely a giant wake up call on taking care of ourselves, certainly. But, you know, this is the stuff that goes out to out the window. Usually we get so wrapped up in our careers and our jobs and in our other roles, being a wife, being a mother, whatever it is we're doing, that we forget to actually care for ourselves and put our needs first. And that's really important. And it's I love hearing that someone with your expertise and what you do for a business, you still take care of yourself because you have to. You have you to. have to. I mean, this is it's crazy. And having, you know, my healing practice and therapy practice, that's only one of my jobs. <laughs> my other jobs is being a mom and then essentially running everyone's lives to make sure that it goes smoothly and education and all that comes with it. So, yeah, it's a lot, you know, as my daughters get older, I've been actually able to put more self-care. You know, I have to mention meditation. Okay. I love meditation. So, you know, I've been doing that since 2015, personally, professionally in my practice, but that is a non-negotiable every morning, every night, whether it is five minutes or whether it's an hour. And do you do it multiple times a day or just either in the morning or at night or morning and night? The non-negotiable is every morning and self-Reiki every morning. But for a Reiki master, it's hands-on, Reiki on. So when your hands are on anywhere, it's on. But it's a non-negotiable every morning, if not in the evening as well, so... I love it. And you're, you find that you even feel benefits, even if you just meditate for a couple of minutes, maybe five minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's not, people have this misconception that you need to meditate for an hour or the mind has to be blank. No, the mind is actually like grand central station and it's bringing (laughs) these things up so that we can heal, release them and heal. So whether it's, five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour. It's not about uh, duration. It's about frequency and consistency. Right. A hundred percent. I always talk about that in my trainings that like you can start small. People think they have to sit on the ground in the traditional meditation pose and think about nothing for 45 minutes. It's like, no, that's actually not what you're doing at all. No, (laughs) but there's this, there's this, like you said, a misconception about it, that that's what it has to be. We have these ideas of perfection. And if we can't, if we don't think we can achieve like the perfection of it, we don't even want to try. We automatically shut it off. And it's like, nope, that's not for me. Right. When really two, three, five minute meditations are awesome. And I prefer personally, I love guided meditations and I've done, I don't know, hundreds of them with you at this point. I feel like some of my favorite meditations ever have been with you during some of your um, events and Reiki stuff that we've done um, together have been awesome. But yeah, meditation is a very important practice. I'm glad that you find ways to include that into your routine. It's a must and unnegotiable. So any other non-negotiables? I'm liking these so far. Oh, the non-negotiables? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the non-negotiable spiritual practices. This is something I learned from Katie Boyd way back in the day. And the meditation, the Reiki. I also have the 
practices in my office, which is my sacred space. So rose water, incense, using Palo Santo just to clear the energy, making sure I get outside and get grounded either in between clients or after clients. But I try to, you know, if my client is in person, walk out the door with them. So there are just these non-negotiables. And the movement part has become a non-negotiable. Yeah, moving um, is very, very important. The movement on my own without being in the training studio, that is just Yeah, I love that. Awesome. So, oh my God, boundaries. That's yeah. another non-negotiable for me. And um, having those boundaries with others, you know, making sure that when you say yes to someone or something that you're not saying no to yourself. Ooh, that's a huge. I like that. Yeah, that's huge because you're taking care of yourself um, energetically and, you know, in general. If you're saying yes to everyone, then you are saying no to yourself. So just making sure that keeping up with those boundaries and time, because time is valuable, right? And our schedules are packed and there's all these different priorities in life and in business. So, you know, just keeping to the boundaries. Like I tend to not schedule things to go out or meet colleagues unless it's the end of the week. And it's usually, you know, once during the week at the end of the week. That's just one of my things. Um, and again, the whole making sure if you say yes to someone, you're not saying no to yourself. Also, when we talk about boundaries and energetic boundaries, making sure um, we're clearing our aura, our energy, and sealing it up and protecting it. Because when you go out there, you could be walking by someone and bump into them. Well, not much nowadays because of the six feet apart, but you pick up other people's energy. So making mm. sure that you're maintaining your energy field and that you're only allowing who you want into that field. That's hugely important when we talk about boundaries. It is very important. And thank you for making that point. I usually talk a little bit about boundaries too when I'm giving my self-care presentations and stuff. Right. And how do you, so usually what I tell people, and I do this myself too, I've had to get much better at setting boundaries. I used to be terrible at this and I would just say yes to everything. The practice, yeah. Right? And then I would be miserable and my mom would say things to me like, you're burning the candle at both ends. And then I would have to take right. a step back and other we want to do it all. Right. And other things would suffer as a result. And so I have to be yeah. really careful right now. And when I get asked, I get asked to do something and think about like, okay, is this really where I want to spend my energy? Is this really a priority for me right now? And if it is great, go for it. If it's not, and unfortunately I have to say no, I always try to do like a gut check too. Like how yes. does this feel in my gut making this decision? Yes or no, like whichever right. one it is. 
Absolutely. And when you check in with your gut, which I call the soul inner knowing, you know, we, I like to say, base those decisions and actions off of what your core desired feelings are. So whether Mm -hmm. it's, if you want to feel freedom or happiness, bliss, joy, whatever it is, base what you do off of wanting to feel that core desired feeling. And you'll know too, when something is hugely off or not right, because it, it won't align with that core desired feeling. Right. So what is it? How do you want to feel? What is it that you want to feel? Right. And if something you get asked to do X and that's going to make you feel the things you want to feel, go for it. But chances are we get asked to do these things and they take us away from our core desire and our core desired feelings and what it is that we really want. And then we get a little off track. So it is very important to set clear boundaries. Right. So that yeah. is, that's another non-negotiable. Very important. Oh yeah. Thank you. For, no, Thank for, you for sure. Sharing I can't that. believe I didn't bring that one up right away, but yeah. Amber, thank you so much for joining us today. That was a lot of fun. You gave us a lot of great tips and things to think about. And I'm sure our listeners are even more intrigued now about Reiki and energy healing and all the wonderful things you do. Can you tell us a little bit more about how we can find you and where we can find you? Sure. So my business is Karma Queen Reiki and Guidance. Um, If you are looking for... um, therapy. You can find me on psychology today. I ask anyone who's looking for the therapy piece to go through psychology today. Um, and that's Amber D McMahon, M C M A H O N for the energy piece. So I'm a Reiki master, Reiki master teacher. I teach one and two. Um, I do the energy healing work. I'm also a spiritual medium and I also do intuitive guidance coaching as well. Um, and you can find me at on my website, which is ambertheKarmaQueen.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, individuals can contact me via email um, at ambertheKarmaQueen at gmail.com. Um, and the phone number, if you feel it's like not a lot of people call nowadays, they either yeah. it's old school, but we like, we or, never know. We got old school listeners here yeah. so. <laughs> or text, but it's 339-707-0348. Awesome. So yeah, you can look me up, find me, visit the website. I look forward to hearing from people. Awesome. And I do highly recommend Miss Amber and all of her services. So thanks again for joining us here today on Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret podcast. (laughs) Woohoo! I love riding the wave of life. Amber and Reiki have helped me so much on my journey. If you're curious about Reiki, I will share a blog post in the episode notes. It is so amazing to experience it firsthand. Amber can always tell what is going on with my body because she feels the energy when she's performing this practice. For example, she may ask me, is your knee bothering you today? Or how is your stomach? It's so wild that she can pick up on these things because she feels the energy is stagnant. 
And I love how Amber framed her self-care routine around her non-negotiables. That's how I like to think of it too. It's so important that we make it work for our health and well-being. You must get in touch with your non-negotiables. There is nothing endearing about depriving yourself of your self-care. And schedule your self-care if you have to. Don't leave it up to chance. We all know what happens when you are not intentional about it. It's the first thing to go out the window when a competing priority arises. I'm wondering if my listeners have any non-negotiables that they would like to share with me. I would love to hear them. The holistic approach to mental health by connecting the mind, body, and spirit is so true. You cannot address one without addressing all three. And I second Amber's recommendation to seek support. She works with a therapist. I work with a therapist. It is important to have that person in your life. Oh, and boundaries? So important. I know it stinks when we have to say no to things or people. We tend to feel bad or guilty about it, but it's so crucial. When it comes to my boundaries, I like to buy myself some time. Someone asks you something, don't just say yes immediately. Say something like, oh, I have to check on that and get back to you. Or I have to check with so-and-so and I'll get back to you. Then do a gut check. How does this decision make you feel? Are you excited? On a scale of 1 to 10, what do you feel? If it's a 10, well then go ahead and say yes to the request. If it's a 1, well, you know what to do. Tell the person no with grace and love but also clarity and firmness. Don't leave an open door when you need a brick wall. You can even practice running scenarios with a partner or a trusted loved one. Remember, you cannot control how someone else will react. Maybe you even journal about the situation afterwards and remember to check in with yourself once the anxiety has subsided. How do you feel? Are you relieved? Your body will always tell you if you're willing to listen. Thanks for listening to this episode and remember to subscribe and rate the podcast on your preferred player. The ratings help us grow and share the message of self-care. If you have comments, suggestions, or questions, please reach out directly by emailing podcast at drmcselfcare.com. That's D-R-M-C self-care. And come join the cast party on Facebook and Instagram for Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret at Dr. MC Self-Care, or even on my website, drmcselfcare.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and love me across all my social media platforms for the most up-to-date information on self-care. See you next time. Stay well and do good. Thank you.